0: I'm Scott Casper, Ed Cooncamp, Tony Wank, and Roman Avila with the week off. Let's go to our first guest. If you're ready, let's go to Ty Tremaine. Ty, Ty how are you?
1: Yeah, doing great. Uh, doing great. How are you guys?
0: Good, man. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking the time to join us.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Thank you guys for having me. Ty,
2: go ahead, Ty. Where are you? Uh, where are you based out of? I know you guys have a round coming up here in Boise. Is uh, are you close to? Are you the West Coaster? I'm a West
1: Coaster, yeah. I'm in uh, Gardnerville, Nevada, so I'm right near Lake Tahoe.
2: Nice. So, uh, Boise isn't a a cross-country adventure for you. You like like the course there in Boise? Have you guys competed there? I can't remember if Enduro Cross had been there previously.
1: Yeah, Boise is always one uh, that I look forward to. They put together a real technical track. Um, They've got some good features and stuff there, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it.
2: Ty, you're having a good season thus far. Currently, correct me if I'm wrong, you're sitting fourth place in your championship, correct? Yeah, that's right. And after last year, you, you finished 17 and second. Are you? Uh, is there room for you to be moving up? I'm sorry I'm not 100% on top of the point standings right now as to whether or not you can make some headway in your uh, final couple of events for the, well, I guess it's not the final. The season's just getting going. <laughs>
1: Yeah, yeah, no, um, everything is going good right now. I'm fourth, I'm one point behind Kyle Redmond, and so, uh, yeah, I'm just looking to finish the year off strong and put in a good result this weekend here in Boise.
0: When it comes to competition, you've got Cody Webb, you got Kyle, um, Colton Haker, you um, you got some pretty formidable foes uh, that are on the track around you. Uh, does that make you adjust your your
1: racing style? Uh, yeah, no. I mean, pretty much uh, you got Cody and Colton and then the rest of us trying to catch them. And so my goals this year have been to just stay as close to those two as I possibly can. Um, and basically, I don't know, I mean, that's, that's the level I need to get to. And so I'm working really hard to just keep those guys in my sights and it's worked out good so far Uh, i found myself on the podium a few times i had some bad luck this last weekend up in everett washington but um yeah no those guys are
0: well you had right now you've you've got two podium finishes on the year right yeah okay and then what was the difference maker for you in in denver
1: um denver i i kind of i just got a good start it was a good night um everything seemed to be going well and and uh yeah i just rode my own race little mistakes and put it all together
2: the enduro cross we've talked to a number of uh racers in your series and uh it seems rather agreed that they have somewhat toughened up your guys courses or at least changed the way they look uh guys are going bigger every season we see it in uh enduro cross you know what would have been uh a challenging obstacle is now a, a one-hitter, for, for lack of a better term. I mean, do you like the way they've, uh, you know, morphed the courses to uh, a- allow you guys to really separate with the, well, the when, level when, of skill? When,
0: hang on just a second. When you say morphed the courses, what does that mean?
2: Well, it, and correct me if I'm wrong since you're the racer, Ty, but it just seems like that it, over the past couple of years, we're seeing guys, you know, doing the enduro cor- cross equivalent of doubles and triples, right? Oh, okay, okay.
1: Right, yeah. No, for sure. It's definitely evolving, I think, in a positive way. Um, you know, the the new to last year and this year is the no-joke lane, which uh, you have to take one time in each race, and that's been a huge separator for sure. Um, it's just one lane. It's like the joker lane at Monster Cup, but it's something extremely difficult to do. Um uh, so that's tough. And then, yeah, big jump and rhythm lanes are definitely a separating factor for a lot of people. Um, but, yeah, I mean, if you look at the progression of the sport, everybody's going so fast right now and going so big that, I mean, it's, a, it's you know, an all-out race from start to finish where maybe before it was just a race to see if you could get around the track. So it's evolving, um, yet still holding its Endurocross values of having Tough technical sections, so no, I
2: am really enjoying it. It's good, and that uh, th- those sentiments are mirrored by the other uh, professionals we've had again from your series. It just seems like yeah, th- the bikes haven't changed. I mean, arguably there hasn't been a huge watershed moment in the bikes. I think it's the level. Of, would you agree? It's just the level of preparation of everybody who's now competing. Because so you are right, talent, the talent. Yeah. Is back, it, I mean, back yeah. in the early yeah. days of enduro cross, it was a uh, uh, you know. Finishing was the goal, and now it right. is. Now it is legitimately. I, if that guy cleared that in one hit, I've got to do that too, and I'm the, not what even did, in where the race. Where did they come from?
0: Where do they come from? They came from a motocross, or they come from what? Did, you know, where do the racers come from?
1: Kind of a bit of everything, you know. Cody Webb is a trials champion, and so he has all the technical stuff really well, um, and he's sort of adapted to the racing side. And then Colton Haker was a motocross guy, and so he's adapted into the trials side. Okay. And you, you kind of get a mix between a lot of different people. Um, and, yeah, I mean, the progression has just been insane. You know, everybody has a test track that they could ride throughout the week. So, um, you know, the f- level of fitness has gone up tremendously. And, like I said, I mean, start to finish, you know, obviously the track plays a huge part, but it's, it's a battle. It's a race the whole entire time. So,
2: And they've uh, really – I mean, they – as we heard most recently, I think we did have Cody on, and he was saying that you know what they do is you, the format allows for some of the build-up races, support classes, if you will, and then they really start bringing the water when the pros start coming out. Does that sound about <laughs> yeah. right, Ty?
1: Yeah, yeah, for sure.
0: Bringing so the you water.
1: See the, you see everything elevate as the day goes on, for sure.
0: Talk to us about your training, because um, training for a professional athlete can be – Different sixteen ways from Sunday, right? I mean, it, yeah. Every every athlete will train differently. How do you define your training?
1: um I've got a really good trainer. Her name is Angie, and uh, she's a physical.
0: No, 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 no. Wait, did you say your trainer's Angie? Yeah, my trainer is Angie. <laughs>
1: that's awesome. How huh?
0: weird is that?
1: That's that's hilarious.
0: No, Angie Erdel. Anyway, go ahead. Wow, uh, continue anyone, with yeah. your story.
1: I, uh, she's been an athletic trainer for a lot of years, and so I, I've really learned to trust her, and we have worked together for the past three or four years now. And so um, basically we put all of our hard work in in the off-season, and then now that we're mid-season, it's bo- mostly just maintaining and recovering you know, between each weekend. So during the week I do a lot of mountain biking, a lot of swimming, and then just time on the bike. Um, but my, my gym work has you know, basically gone from slim to none mid-season just because we're working on maintaining what we've done throughout the off-season.
2: And, Ty, are you, uh, I mean, how do you combat, it seems that of all the motorized sports that we talk about, that I watch, that I attend, the the opportunity for major... uh, Joint and bone damage seems extremely high in your series. Uh, I mean, being able to plant a foot in rocks that'll just eat it. I mean, how do you combat yeah. that? Are you guys wearing uber-specialized uh, <laughs> braces and things of that nature, or is it just uh, knowing what you're doing?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, you got to trust your talent for sure. I think any, any motorcycle event is going to be dangerous no matter how you slice it. But, um, yeah, no, just... I guess being more methodical, you know, like everybody does see the rock turns and sections, but as a racer, if you, uh, kind of calculate your moves and know exactly where you're going to put your foot and what you're going to do, it works out most of the time. Uh, but yeah, I mean, I wear Mobius knee braces and I'm, I'm pretty kitted up, uh, at the safety level, but, um, yeah, no, I think just, uh, you know, trusting your abilities and being able to make your marks when you need to is kind of what, makes it work
0: i know how it it would end for me uh snapped ankle uh.
2: Uh, i don't even think i could make the starting line without a major injury i'm, I'm fairly certain that I, I, wouldn't I, I, happen
0: yeah i couldn't get the uh, bike out of the out, out of the box truck um.
2: typically your guys your start involves uh what is it the, the few that i remember watching this season is there a water feature with logs straight away out of the gate or is yeah, there a turn before that?
1: It's different every weekend. Usually you're going to, get turn to kind of pivot around um, and get through clean. But, yeah, it's always tough. I mean, even in the first turn, they usually put a log or something of that
2: nature to slow everybody down. What? Um, Why would they do that, though? Why wouldn't they want speed? <laughs> well, because this is enduro cross. This isn't arena cross I'm or super cross. It, it is right. a completely right. different discipline. Stupid
0: question on my part. Right, <laughs> tie Ty?
2: No, I mean, it's it's, it's all good. <laughs> and what 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 have they added um, this season that maybe you didn't see in previous seasons? Because, uh, again, I'm, I keep going back to it just seems like they've elevated the level of the courses and the the required skills to navigate it quickly have, uh, have to have gone up.
1: Yeah, no doubt. I mean, this year, um, something that stood out to me in particular that I was actually talking about with a buddy of mine that I trained with today is that uh, the matrix section, which is the all the logs that are close together, it's like uh, one of the staple features to the endurocross track. They've they've been all at an up uphill or downhill, and okay. so that's okay just changed that particular feature this year alone because we've never seen that. And every single event this year has had an elevated matrix, so that's been tough. Um, and then yeah, building big jumps and and hard sections. It's, been a good year for sure.
0: What's your what's your what's the most challenging part of Enduro Cross for you?
1: For me, yeah. uh shoot, I mean, from start to finish it's kind of a challenge. You know, I've learned that racing endurocross is kind of like a chess match. Like this last weekend I got a bad start so I took the Joker lane the first lap. It ended up working good for me. Whereas uh in Denver I took the Joker lane near the end of the race so i mean the whole thing is tough um kind of depending on how you look at it you know the rock section is always hard the matrix is always hard and then you know the new no joke lane you never know what you're going to get
0: are you scored differently with the joker
1: lane you just have to hit it one lap
2: that's it i mean and then you come back to the field and i get you ty i mean if you already got a bad start let's get this out of the way so you're not trying to fight your way through four guys who got better starts because they right. clearly are going to be bunched up, get it out of the way, and then maybe you catch them when they take the lane.
1: Exactly. That's exactly right. Yeah, so like this last weekend, I took the Joker lane. Right away, everyone was still bunched up on the first lap, and I was able to make some passes, and I got into fourth place, and <coughs> the guy in front of me who was third had yet to take the Joker. So essentially, if I sat behind him, I was really in third because when he took the Joker, I knew I would advance positions.
0: Is the, it's the it's the joker somewhat like um, taking a fast pit in 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 like stock car racing no
2: he's saying it's a far more challenging it's a far more challenging side route that follows the track around and oh, okay. it's just it's even more challenging really and you, right. you're required it if it was less challenging everybody would take it every lap it is for, right. it is legit more challenging so the obligation to the racer run it one time during the course of the race it, yep. it it's an ab- absolute obligation for the
0: racer to take that lane, absolutely. Or you
2: get, d- I'm sure you get DQ'd if you don't do it. Yeah. Which we yeah. saw the same type of thing happen in uh, Supercross, and Ty alluded to it. And, unfortunately for some people, they got burned by not taking it. Well, now, Tony
0: Wank will take the Joker lane three, four times around a a, a racetrack.
2: Yeah, but he's using the word Joker lane a little differently. (laughs) 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 That's uh, cutting every corner and heading for the pits. Is that what it is? (laughs) Yeah. And where where did you say Tony is? uh,
0: Baja. Heading to Baja. Down to Baja. Do some riding, I believe. Now, that's just south of Detroit, right? <laughs> just a just, bit. Just a just bit a south. shade. South of Detroit. Okay. Um, Ty, we've, we've got to cut you loose, but uh, we do want to give you a time, a uh, chance, I should say, to uh, recognize your sponsors. Who are they?
1: Yeah, for sure. I want to obviously uh, first and foremost thank Rodney Smith and everybody at Factory Beta USA for giving me the opportunity to ride for such a good team. Uh, I want to thank my family for supporting me through everything and uh, my trainer, Angie. Okay.
0: I'm going to ask you uh, to stay on the line, and uh, Jack is going to be talking to you again just to confirm Rodney's phone number, okay? Will you do that for me? Okay, and you get a free pair of socks uh, just for... <laughs> Lucky just guy. For, <laughs> clean ones, how about that? Anyway, that's probably, you know, a racer is no different than really any other professional athlete. One of the greatest things that we can use in professional athletics is a clean pair of socks. I agree completely. Yeah, nothing like Absolutely. good quality foot health. All right, buddy. Hey, Ty, thank you so much.
1: Yep. Thank you, guys. I appreciate
0: it. All right. Stay on the stay on the line. Uh, Jack will be right back with you, okay? All right. This portion of our program brought to you by our friends at Fly Racing. Five years ago, Fly Racing's light hydrogen line was the first light, excuse me, true lightweight race gear to the market and the original gear to define the minimalist lightweight category. But when you were first to the to the line what do you got to do pj what do you You got to stay on the gas you got to stay on the gas why why is that i mean it's the only way to win that's it that's the bottom line Uh, the revolutionary waist adjustment adjustment system offers fast on-the-fly adjustability with a truly dialed in fit a simple turn of the dial delivers unparalleled performance comfort and convenience fly racing online is flyracing.com or at a dealer near you take a look take a listen ask for them at a dealer near you stay tuned
3: hey there and welcome to the joy of paddle podcast hosted by me minter dial a veteran of the paddle tennis world and sponsored by paddle 1969